Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. We join on the line now by Narina Fisser, a strategist at ETFSA. Narina, let's start by talking about oil again. Uh, there seems to be mm-hmm. no stopping the oil market in the short term. Up another three percent yesterday, and now sitting solidly above sixty-four dollars a barrel. What is up with that? Well, Sakina, I'm blaming you. You know what? You started all of this yesterday morning. <laughs> I was prepared to let it slide, but no, you had to bring it up I, yesterday. I and can't look miss what it. you've now gone and done. <laughs> so, yes, uh, certainly, uh, you know, a sharp rise in, in oil prices. And I think for a lot of people, almost um, surprising to the extent that, you know, surely this can't be sustainable. So, for example, we, we haven't seen um, much reaction in the share prices of oil companies, and they certainly have got quite a bit of catch up to do um, if this oil price remains sustainably above the $60 level. Um, I think the latest um, spike that we've seen definitely on the back of, of what's happening in Saudi, Saudi Arabia, certain some, some geopolitical risk represented there. Um, we, we know about the, one of the crown princes that had died in a, in a helicopter crash over the weekend and, and lots of um, consolidation of political power in, in Saudi Arabia. But at the same time also um, they are looking at bringing the, the Saudi Aramco business to market um, and, and, is, and by keeping a lid on the production they've really been preparing that, that market and setting it up for, for success. Um, but you know what the, the, it goes much further than that. If we look at what's happened in the, in the oil industry in, in recent years um, CapEx expenditure, so capital expenditure in the energy market has really been at record lows. So not much has been done in terms of new production. There was this expectation that oil prices would remain somewhere between the 45 and 55 um, dollar a barrel mark and, and that just not justify additional production. Um, and now with the global growth starting to pick up, the demand side is definitely improving. Um, we also know that uh, new finds of oil in, in oil exploration is at generational lows. You know, it hasn't been this, this low for a very long time. So there's a lot of more fundamental issues at play here. And of course, for you and I, the concerning aspect about all of this is what does it mean for our petrol prices come December, especially if the RAND remains above 14 and the, and the oil price remains um, suddenly above that $60 level mark. And it doesn't take, take a high school maths to calculate that that's going to be a big petrol price increase for us in, in December. Oh, shall I pull my hair out now? Shall I wait sorry, until... Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you didn't make it better, Narina. But, no, sorry. you know, on, uh, on something slightly different, you know, in recent times, Narina, we've seen uh, global banking groups pulling back from multinational invest- investment holdings uh, because they wanted to focus more on regional and domestic investment, it would seem. Now, the move by First Rand uh, announced yesterday to acquire the British bank Aldermore, that seems to be going in the opposite direction. What's behind Behind that transaction. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so it's so quite interesting to see how these banks change their focus in terms of where their strategic growth will be found. And First Rand um, years ago sort of started focusing more on its on its African operations and, and less in developed markets. And and this is a bit of a turnaround. So in, in this um, offer for the, the British bank Aldermore, um, certainly not a household name or one that that we know very well because it's a relatively new bank. It's one of these new relatively modern banks that came about 
after the global financial crisis and has really positioned it, itself quite quite strongly as one of these new, as they call the challenger banks. So these new banks that are coming in really challenging the status quo. So I think from a from a um, almost a culture point of view, quite similar to to the, um, the way we find First Rand operates. Um, and uh, apparently these two banks have been in talks uh, since in September, and it was really early in October that uh, the share price of Aldermore started moving, and the banks realised that they need to disclose the fact that they are in talks. And the, the offer that they made for this bank is, is, a, is a very, very big, um, you know, it's more than a 22% premium to that share price of Aldermore from early October uh, before the, the rumours first surfaced that, that they, they were in takeover talks. So far, we've already got, um, seen uh, the board of Aldermore already saying that they will recommend this deal to their shareholders, but they do need 75% shareholder approval for this. Um, and so we'll have to, to, to see if it, if it actually does go through, but certainly it looks quite, um, quite positive at this stage. Interesting to see that, uh, you know, this is also something where Brexit has created opportunities for other um, external forces to come in and say, you know, what the, the prices of these, these British banks and, and financial institutions have, have been slashed to such an extent that they do actually represent very good value. So first round is expected to keep the, the branding of Aldermore um, and, and also just to, to sort of align it better with some of their existing operations that they've got in the UK, particularly Motor Novo, which is a, which is a vehicle financing business, which they can combine with, with what they're doing out of the West Bank group. So, um, so certainly some synergies there for first round. Um, it just comes at a time where one, uh, it's, it's, it's sad to see that this amount of capital will be will be leaving South Africa to go and acquire um, a financial services group in the UK. Um, and you'd like to ask yourself, well, what could have been done in South Africa if that money could be deployed um, in, in, in our market really to, to um, elevate the level of financial inclusion in our own market where it's so desperately needed? Narina, just a final one. Uh, the JSE again recorded an all-time high yesterday. Uh, how is this possible in the light of uh, all the domestic uncertainty and also a lack of economic growth? Yeah, so I think for, for many people, this is a difficult one to understand. We spent most of yesterday above the 60,000 level on the all-share index, which is not only just an all-time high, but it's also quite a psychological, you know, every time we go through some of these big numbers, psychologically, it's quite an important milestone. But just right in the close, um, I think because of a relatively strong rand at the time, it dipped just below that 60,000 level. And I think when you look at this, and at the same time, you sort of see the turmoil around you, and the political uncertainty around you, it does make it difficult to understand why. But I think the fundamentals globally have improved to an extent where global growth expectations have certainly been increased. We've seen the IMF raise um, forecasts for global growth. And and this is one of those rising tides where where the tide is certainly rising and lifting all boats around it, including the JSE. And of course, then when we see the rand above 14 to the dollar, it certainly just adds just that little bit extra and helps the JSE to, to lift its head as well. We know that the, that the majority of, of the JSE from a market capitalization point of view um, gets its earnings uh, from, from other markets, from developed markets. So uh, this is not just a reflection on what is going on in South Africa, but very much a reflection of global investment um, uh, at the moment. And, and yes, let's enjoy this positive boost that we're getting from our own equity markets. And certainly this is great for anybody who has money 
in a pension fund, in a retirement annuity fund, in a tax-free savings account. All of these are, are making us all just that little bit wealthier at the moment um, and something which I think we should be very grateful for in the current uncertain um, environment.